hey, 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 hello, boys and girls. It's Chapo um, coming at you this week. Uh, we got the the original Dry Boys lineup. Me, Matt, and Felix. Chapo Classic coming at you. Um, okay, so I was going to begin this week's episode by breaking down the Ted Cruz and Matt Gates versus Ron Perlman Twitter beef, which I feel compelled to address on the show because. Um, you know, day one Chapo heads like the the real hardcore fans will know that I made my sort of podcasting debut as an expert on the TV show Sons of Anarchy. Shout out Street Fight! So I I have a lot to say about uh, Ron Perlman, uh, Clay, Sam Crow, and Ted Cruz. But that this whole saga was instigated by Ron Perlman going at uh, Florida Congressman Matt Gates and. Just like I can't, even, we cannot even begin to get into the Ron Perlman shit. Yeah, the, Ron, first- the, Ron, the Ron Perlman stuff's like honestly like kind of boring. So like, basically, it's some stupid argument with Matt Gates, and then Ted Cruz was like, "Why don't you wrestle my pedophile friend?" And uh, <laughs> well, one, I- one adult who wants another adult to wrestle a third old guy, but. Um, okay, you know, you know, what we always say about the House of Representatives that it's a program. The House of Reps is actually the only program in America for people who shouldn't have a job anywhere else. <laughs> mm. Okay, so th- this whole story has been completely preempted by Matt Gates's already, and this happened like a, a couple hours ago, already legendary tweet about I won't say I won't say he has a large adult son. I will just say he has a son of equivalent size and age to him <laughs> na- named Nestor. Okay, this is what Matt Gates said this morning. He, he okay, so he tweeted a a photograph of himself. Uh, they're like they're he's both wearing shades next to a man that looks to be about thirty five years old, and he says, "For all those wondering, this is my son Nestor. We share no blood, but he is my life. He came from Cuba." legally of course six years ago and lives with me in florida i am so proud of him and raising him has been the best most rewarding thing i've done in my life okay this just this this raises so many questions here and then like like i said this only happened a couple hours ago and like the layers just keep being unearthed like the it's just like a the geographic strata of shit that's going on here is 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 still being unearthed um, where do you guys want to begin with Nestor, who apparently was his uh, pay- congressional page in Congress at one point? There's a video of him referring to a guy sitting in his living room as his helper, um, and just and also just the fact that the guy looks to be about thirty years old. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's to my, me a, a heart heart rending story about love conquering uh, age and. Uh, 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 language barriers and i think that we should all celebrate it yeah i like so the immediate impulse is to say human trafficking right <laughs> but um i think it's probably something more sordid and weird than that because i don't know like i don't i don't know what it is i don't know what it is i would like a hearing i would like mr gas to be interrogated by the ethics committee who asked him ask him if he used his powers to become an uncle illegally <laughs> but um I, I don't know i feel like we're only scratching the surface like matt gets is a perfect example of what kind of person ends up in congress yeah especially on the r side it's 
someone who like at every stage of their life has accidentally killed a person. Oh um, yeah. Like starting in kindergarten. Like they accidentally shoved a pencil down someone's throat in kindergarten and that just kicked off their whole life. They get DUIs just for fun. Um there's some weird shit their parents do. In Matt Gatz's case, his parents' job is that their house was the house from the Truman show. Oh god. I mean I had that next thing coming up where it's just like this thing where it's like I I, I don't I don't know. We, is this all the Truman Show? Is this all just a fake fucking TV show that Matt Gates grew up in the house from the Truman Show, the movie about a guy whose life is like made up in a TV show? Hear me out here. Knowing what I know about Matt Gates, uh, I'm going to say that this is accidental human trafficking, but he's done it multiple times. What do you guys think? I, my, my, well, my, I mean, my genuine take on this is uh, forget it, Felix. It's Florida. Yeah. I, I just found out that Matt Gates is is currently serving in Joe Scarborough's former district like, <laughs> yeah, in Congress. Handle. Like, to, to, yeah, to fucking to get elected to Congress from Florida, like you, it's like you have to get like blooded in. You have to kill someone to, to be yeah. a politician in Florida. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't so find I'll, the idea that it's human trafficking because I mean the this the, the congressional page program being used. As a way oh. for chicken hawk congressman. Oh wow. wait, to, another 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 guy from never Florida. Happened. Another guy yeah, from Florida using the congressional page program to yeah. uh, let's say have um you know sort of I don't know crews for helpers. Yeah, so uh, unrealistic. That was, that was cool when Mark Foley was seen at a Trump rally. <laughs> wait, wait, it? wait, when did that? Was this recently? Wait, Mar- wait hold on. Actually, it might have been Mark Foley seen at rally. Um. This was in 2016. Yeah, fully sat behind, sat in like the front row of Trump rally in 2016, and it yeah. was like that's when we should have known Trump would win because it was like, oh, he's opening the chaos rifts. <laughs> <laughs> like he's okay, talked to the old gods. God, Mark. Yeah. Oh my God, Mark Foley. I will never ever forget. It probably like my 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 dying thoughts will be of the text messages between Mark Foley and that teenage boy, where he was just like. Uh, he asked the kid, are you horny? And the kid goes, yes. And Mark Foley just says, cool. <laughs> yeah, Mark Foley's like future. He's not, he's like not going to sing for these hoes. I like, um, that was like a five-year period where every week it seemed like there were like, there was a scandal where a politician got caught sending the most embarrassing like Blackberry messages ever to like an eighth grader every week. <laughs> like it was to an adult woman. Remember Mark Sanford's that were like, the last few months with you have been like a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a very formative memory for me. Uh, Matt yeah. Gets, I mean, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I think that it's like they're, but like knowing what I know about this party, uh, they're probably both scamming each other in some way, and they're doing some weird thing called like uncle play. And <laughs> it's like part king community part like cheating on your taxes like i said that's like, what i would guess like ashley yeah. Feinberg said she's not touching this one so you know that yeah. there's got to be some sort of oxycontin uh dealing yeah. going on in some way i'd I, say I that if you want to understand this relationship just looking at it seeing the videos specifically seeing the video of him at his piano and introducing his helper nester uh when he did not say that he was his son, he's never said he was his son before now, even though there's a bunch of pictures of them together. And he was, but he was not a swearing in uh, and when he uh, got his last, his last congressional uh, term started. As far as I'm concerned, this is all explained in the classic HBO 
uh, film directed by Steven Soderbergh, Behind the Candelabra. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, or I would say the uh, equal epic, JFK by Oliver Stone. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, poppers is, dressing yep. up like uh, like Mercury. This is a setup like that. Yeah. Like, this is, like, there's no romance or real... It's, like, very 1960s-style sexuality. Yeah, there's just passing like, a medicine yeah, ball back and forth. Yeah, there's, no, and it's yeah, like... Yeah, there's no, like, there's no mystique or, like, sensuality to sex. It's just, like, this thing you reward a guy for, like, having a job with. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you I mean, obviously... Sex. When, uh, you know, when, you know, when, when I first saw this, of course, like, you know, your immediate thought is, yes, human trafficking and some sort of, like, you know... A, a, a grooming going on here but it, like i think felix you're right i think what's actually happening is something even weirder than that and i think you're right that, that this is like they're both running a scam on the other person and they're both doing a scam together or like there's just something going yeah. on there where it's like it's like kink but not sexual exactly it's, 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 it's just like nestor like, yeah nestor is giving this guy who's only about like a decade older than him baths in exchange <laughs> for like the option to buy a smoothie king in three years in Redondo Beach. Just scrubbing and- his back with a giant loofah. <laughs> yeah. While he's they wearing know, a yeah. bathing costume, yeah, a two-piece they, bathing costume. They, they're both like, they both wake up every day and, ba- and bathe in a clawfoot bathtub like the Three Stooges. And they're yeah. both like, oh, I'm getting such a good deal out of this. I will say when someone turned up uh, Matt, Matt Getz's uh, Venmo history where it's just like he gets requests and it's just like, hey, this is Nestor. <laughs> you know, like, it's like okay i mean whatever you know like if i had a son who was like two years younger than me he'd probably be hitting me up for fucking money all the time too this is just what fucking this is what 30 year old men are like you know anyone yeah, who lives with yeah, one yeah. knows that you know that's what it's like to be live with a 30 year old man yeah I, and like, also, like if you're if you're out there listening and you're like 26 27 and you want to be my son just so i can win an argument <laughs> i'll be we will be taking applications yeah, starting yeah. right immediately as this episode uh airs Send yes. your applications to be our son to <laughs> Chapo Trap House at gmail.com. This and could it, be a TV sorry, show. It, Fuck the touch the bachelor. It could be the oh, uncle. Oh, oh, yeah. a, t- a TV show? You mean what? Like the Truman show and the house that Matt Gates grew up in? Yes. That's a that's awesome. Like I can only imagine the weird politics of the Florida shithole that they live in. But it probably was like the deal with like the local GOP was probably like, well, we have to let him be the congressman because his parents have the Truman show house. <laughs> Like, well, that's he, probably literally what fucking happened. Uh, you know, he, 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 Matt Gatz's dad was a Florida state senator, Don Gatz. And in addition to multiple DUIs, you know, I mentioned this on the show before, but if you just Google Matt Gates freshman roommate, um, there, there's 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 some stuff there, shall we say. I mean, he had a his freshman roommate at Florida State University uh, turned up dead in their dorm room under suspicious circumstances. And. The Florida, like the, the the local police, were initially investigating it as a homicide, but uh, the they were like the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. See, apparently under political pressure from Matt's dad, Don, hastily ruled it a suicide. So I mean, I think he was like maybe he did that like that that sort of urban legend scam about if your freshman roommate commits suicide, you like get like straight A's for this amount. He saw that movie with uh yeah, Dead Man on Campus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with what's his name from Saved by the Bell, and yeah. And then he killed a guy, to, Paul Gosler. Yeah, to um, to get out of going to class at Florida State University, uh, and also like the, just the original quote here, like the language in it is so funny. Where he just says, um, "We share no blood, but he is my life." 
just like, I mean, like, I, I mean, that just makes me think they literally are sharing blood. Yes, maybe, <laughs> not maybe, by relation, but through some method. Maybe he's doing the Peter Thiel thing. He's getting yeah. like the youth, the youth infusion, so that he can, uh, he can make sure that he can be getting de- deadly DUIs into his hundred and twenties. Yeah, I mean, more power to him. Uh, he, DUIs are one of the only rights actually enumerated in the Bill of Rights. <laughs> but uh, no, um, you know, like we said, Ashley Feinberg said she's into- who will touch this. Uh, Nestor besides us. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it involves it really looking into it would involve going to Florida, so that's, that's a big fine. hurdle. That's fine. Although that I is like, what I con- like. I like going to Florida. Well, that is what the convention is going to be now. They moved it from Charlotte because the governor there won't guarantee that they're going to let them all cough into each other's mouths on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So of course they're going to Florida. So I'll be there, and while I'm there, I'm getting to the bottom of Nestor Gate. Yeah, we should all just go. Fuck yeah. it. Who can we, cares? Can, can I don't we Airbnb, care if I die. Can, can we Airbnb the, the house you grew up in, the Truman Show house? I would love to go to the that Truman Show awesome. house, which apparently has a fucking plaque on the fence that just says the Truman Show house. <laughs> <laughs> Another normal day for some totally uh, normal people. I'm glad they represent us. Our normalist know, humans represent us. That, that is representative of like the place. It's true. Like, probably yes. like to be honest, the, tech, the fucking Florida panhandle. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just a bunch um, of uh, a bunch of. Uh, fail sons just drunk driving jeeps into each other at 120 yeah, miles an hour every 10 years kill somebody by accident or yeah. accidentally steal them from another country <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's um, all this there's like a there's a picture of him from his facebook in 2016 with him as his page and it just calls him local student when did he fucking do that when was he supposed to have made this adoption I mean, if he just did this as a because this all started because he got owned by uh, a Democrat in Congress about how you, you you can't talk about what it's like to have black kids living with police brutality because you don't raise black children. You don't raise non-white children. And his response was actually this mysterious Cuban man who lives in my house <laughs> is my adopted son. My son. Don't <laughs> you look like an idiot. And what's OK? Also, just that concept uh, okay, you first of all, you've got the classic Mr. Show sketch of the adopted son, where like they, they yes. David Cross is like the adult man that they adopt. Yes, and, like, yes, like, yes. They, they come over with the video camera, and he's just like drinking beer on their fucking sofa, like being surly. <clears throat> Listen, can we send this guy back? Send him back. This is our new son. I don't care if you haven't noticed. This guy's a real asshole. <laughs> Come on, Dad. I didn't ask to be born. And wasn't this a? I, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this a plotline on Thirty Rock where Tracy like attempts to like adopt a man as as his kid? It's something? a guy who pre, who who is scamming him that he is his uh, his illegitimate son, but oh, he is okay. older. He is older than than Tracy is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, life a movie. Forget, <laughs> forget forget it, Jake. It's Florida. Oh man, um, so to circle back around to where I originally wanted to start this show, uh, Matt Gates went at Ron Perlman because Ron Perlman is like, you know, he he he's a Twitter lib, but uh, I I would say he's one of the realer ones, you know, like I I I always fuck with uh with Ron Perlman because you know he is like on some on that vote blue tip, but he's also like, hey, hey, hey Don, I, I hope your kids get AIDS or something. <laughs> that is, yeah, he's so. Like the- so every other Twitter lib now, like they all got MK Ultra brain poisoning, and they're all like Chris Evans, and they're like, "Hey guys, sign my petition. 
that tells the White House that newspapers are important. <laughs> but, like, Rob Perlman remembers what celebrities are supposed to be, which is stupid. And, hit like, just like I love Ice Cube, like, yeah, Rob Perlman is like, I wish I could go back in time and kill your mom. I don't try. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's awesome. Like, good. You're going to do and, that, do it and that it way. Just, I have to He's a cheat. Like, Remember when Peter Fonda threatened to put... Uh, Put Baron in a cage before he died. <laughs> Peter fought in the last like month before he died. He was like, "What if somebody raped Baron?" <laughs> it's from an earlier generation. It's before they got all the fluoride. It's before yeah. they got all the fucking uh, soy. People over sixty are immune to MK Ultra poisoning. Yep, it's true. Yeah. So uh, I I just, I just have to bring it up because you know like Sons of Anarchy is you know it's, it's, a, th- it's a thread that like is yeah the foundation of this show and it was like I you know I, I forget what he he said to Matt Gates but he was you know he was he, he was he was spitting some fire and Matt Gates uh, replied where he says uh, blue check marks don't scare me any more than your fictional white supremacy motorcycle gang leave the tough guy comments for those of us who face the voters and I just I, I'm sorry. I have to correct the record here. Facts matter, sir. The Sons of Anarchy Rebel Motorcycle Club, Redwood Original. Yes, according to their original charter and bylaws, could not ever accept a black member. However, that was changed by the end of the series when uh, Jax rewrote the rules of the group so that they could make a, a, a uh, the former leader of the all-black motorcycle club, the Grim Bastards, a full patch of Sons of Anarchy, after the Sons of Anarchy, of course, got all of the other black bikers killed by, I don't know, the Chinese, the IRA, yeah, and yeah. all at the same ah, time. damn it. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh probably, no. Probably for a net profit of $40. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. for zero, but just no uh, gain. Yeah, but, like, uh, like, like, Jack's got all of the Grim Bastards killed in, like, a, like a scratch-off lottery uh, shootout gone wrong. Um, so, and, like, so, yes... The Sons of Anarchy, look, there, there are no SJ dubs, all right? But if you, are, you know, if you care about the facts, sir, you will know that the Sons of Anarchy has long done anti-fa praxis against actual white supremacist groups like the AB and Henry Rollins and Adam Arkin and uh, uh, the Nords, the Nordic uh, <laughs> Nazi gang uh, led by Mitch Pileggi of the X-Files. So yeah, we, we should, I mean, Matt Katz displaying a lack of knowledge of Sons of Anarchy and Sam Crow, we could actually primary him now. Absolutely. Yep. This man is like disgraced yeah. the proud American tradition of guys yeah. who murder each other for $10. Yeah. No, I mean, he... Calling Sam Crow a white supremacist is insane, but um, we will be going to Florida first to investigate, like, his, his nephew ring, uh, <laughs> also for the RNC, <laughs> but also to primary Matt Gatz. And okay. all three of us to share a con- congressional right. seat. So it, it's it's Sam Crow. They're at their they're at the clubhouse table. They need they need to get a vote on something. You got Clay at the front. You've got Bobby Elvis. You've got Chibs. You've got Jax, the VP. They're like, listen, we got to do a deal to get out of guns and get into trafficking nephews. But first we got <laughs> first we got to cover our asses with the cartel and the yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> Then yeah, Jackson, his like shitty accent that always slips back into Australian. Like, I don't know, but my dad said that nephews are a bad business to be in. <laughs> Says anytime anyone who moves major nephews in California gets pinched by ATF. Plays, like, don't worry, don't worry, moving, don't worry, don't worry, Jackson. Moving nephews is easier than moving anything else. 
I moved nephews in and out of Vietnam with your dad. <laughs> These new shipping containers that's for this. That's what paid for. That's what's paid for Teller Moro. Teller Moro automotive was nephew. The nephew trade. The nephew trade. The Mekong Delta. Wait, and now, now I'm imagining. I'm sorry. Now I'm imagining Matt Gatz and Nestor. Whereas everyone's like, okay, wait, what the fuck? Like, how, how all of a sudden this guy is his son after being previously referred to as a local student and page and then a helper. Look, he was he was a prospect then. Just this week, he got the full patch of son. Yeah, so that means he killed seventy eight people <laughs> and earned the club, which is just him and Matt Gatz four hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, minus expenses. Yeah, they're, they're looking. Jackson's pointing around. He's like, you see this. Split level house with the three mortgage on it, bought by nephews. That's the best thing about the Sons of Anarchy. They all live in like ranch homes that are made completely out of asbestos, and they're no. like, "I would never give up this lifestyle." <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This, this is my family. This is family. We may not share blood, but we're brothers. They're my life. They are all my fathers and sons. And at the height of our power and criminal empire, I was making upwards of $20 a day selling mids and doing scratch-off tickets. <laughs> the sons were so That is, like, the the perfect crime show. I loved it. Like, someone wrote one of those, like, um, articles that was like, oh, like, Breaking Bad is sort of a white fulfillment fantasy because it's about like what if oh, yeah yeah guy I, I can be better at selling drugs than like right. you know any like mexican or like non-white right. person which is like an interesting critique but then someone also tried to make that critique of sons of anarchy and it's like if sons of anarchy <laughs> is woke on one thing it's that these white guys are terrible at crime <laughs> they're they the suck. shittiest at they're it so bad they, they have never turned to profit they get 380 people killed every mission they can't even move something from like fucking redwood to sacramento without losing half their charter <laughs> they suck jacks gets his shit tuned up by a 60 year old ira guy in a barn <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was awesome that was they so, accidentally so ship all the nephews to little saint james god damn it <laughs> who was looking at this bill of lading okay you know dude kurt sutter kurt sutter if you're out there we you know you must know you must understand that we're your biggest fans and supporters you have to, I, I know you were fired from doing the mayans mc show because of you know because you're too smart you're too much because he was too fucking real he's too fucking oh, yeah. real for these suits I, I we don't like these hollywood pussies either kurt we, I hate them. I'm with Kurt Sutter. We need him back on television, and he needs to do a show about the Florida nephew uh, ring. Dude, ne- you know we'll get Kurt Sutter back into show running a top five TV show, a Biden presidency. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Kurt Sutter thrives under Democratic presidents. <laughs> that would be like Jax Teller being president. Yeah. Like with another 40 years of, uh, of CTAE and uh, like meth use. Well, if you think about it, all those Democratic plans are like, if you open a small business in a, black, a majority black neighborhood and you got a Pell Grant, blah, blah, they're as convoluted and shitty as any Sam Crow. Plan. It's true. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, we're going to solve racism. All right. All, we're going to take all the black nephews out of the black neighborhoods and we're going <laughs> to we're going to ship them to the white neighborhoods and do a nephew exchange program. <laughs> but but to do that, we have to. Um, we ha- OK, to get into the nephew trade, we're going to have to do a deal with the Chinese, which means going to war with the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. We, is the one thing we didn't want to do was go to war with uh, the anarchists. I know we're supposed to be sons of anarchy, but like we just have to do this deal to go legit 
and get into the get into the nester business. <laughs> Gotta well, get like, into those nesters. <laughs> you, oh, we, 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 I, I would. I love. Ne- I would love a nester. Yeah, who would? Who wouldn't want to add nef- the nester? Uh, <laughs> just a, a helpful young man who hangs out while you tinkle on the ivories. Yeah, I, I'm two years older than him, so I have a lot of life experience and wisdom yeah. to impart yeah, to him. That's true. Yeah, hang out by the pool bowl. Oh man. Um. So just, I, I, I do want to get into this because, like, okay. So Ron Perlman said of Matt Gatz. That I thought Jim Jordan was the ugliest guy in Congress until I saw your face or something like that, <laughs> which is like totally true, by the way. Because I, I, lo- I was looking Matt at Gatz photo- is hideous. I hideous. was looking at photos of Matt Gatz's like bizarre. Uh, someone on Twitter today said that he looks like he tried to get plastic surgery to look like Jim Harbaugh, but went to like the cheapest doctor he could find. <laughs> and uh that, that sums it up and i was just thinking like like pondering matt gatz is like i remember like the the crop of like right-wing congressmen that i was obsessed with and of like the bush era guys like tom delay jim sensenbrenner just like fucking gargoyle like freaks who have now all gone away and been replaced by this like the young guns this new crop of like younger even stupider even more grotesque looking men yeah it rules it, it is. It's, it's, it's a real uh, devolution. So anyway, Ron Perlman calling Matt Gatz ugly. Raise the ire of Ted Cruz, who, who, who writes here, Listen, Hellboy, you talk a good game, but you've got Hollywood makeup and stuntmen. I'll bet 10K to the non-political charity of your choice that you couldn't last five minutes in the wrestling ring with Jim Jordan without getting pinned. You up for it, or does your publicist say too risky? I'll just point out that Ron Perlman is 70 years old and and Ted Cruz. Why would you bring up wrestling in conjunction with Jim Jordan? Why would you want to remind people of the fact that he was the wrestling coach at the Ohio State University program when like every single kid on that team was getting their asshole fingered by like the team doctor? Yeah, he covered that shit up. Graham Spanier of fucking Ohio State. But I mean, like the last thing I wanted to mention about this is like Felix said it immediately. I, I don't think if I tried to, I could write anything funnier or more Ted Cruz like than being like pre- t- tough guy talk on Twitter to be like, mm, hell boy, like you won't be so tough without the right hand of doom and your stone hand uh, and Hollywood makeup. Why don't you wrestle my friend for $10,000 while I watch? <laughs> yeah, like it is a baffling, a, a baffling exchange, a baffling exchange on all part, but like especially from Ted Cruz's end. Like, a, for a grown man to be like, fight my other friend who's also 60 <laughs> is mind-numbing. And again, uh, credit, credit to Ron Perlman for immediately re- replying, being like, what kind of motherfucker asked someone to wrestle and fight his friend? <laughs> <laughs> Good question, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this is like, I guess the theme for today is just the collapse of America. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, well, it's, been, yeah. it's been the theme of the show for a long time now. Yeah, I guess so. But you know what? More positively, you know, here at Chapo, we uphold Ron. Her- we uphold Ron Perlman in all his endeavors. One of my longtime favorite character actors, but ultimately, we up- we uphold and practice Kurt Sutter thought. Kurt yes. Sutter practice no, and huge, thought, yeah. like like he that is who we we must hew to in the in these tough times is like the the ideology okay. and and political action of the genius Kurt Sutter. Speaking of Kurt Sutter thought, can I talk about the Bureau of Prisons? <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Let's uh, yeah. This is a perfect transition into this story. I, you, you can introduce it. I have the actual PDF of uh, the report 
that okay you, right, you, yeah. you you introduce it i'll give you the details I'll of give, it i'll give some background so um this is from jed bud she was a former border patrol agent uh who became a whistleblower uh so if you remember those um uniformed agents without any identifying badges or anything yeah. no idea who cleared out that park so Trump could walk to the church, who had been all over uh, Under the explicit orders of William Barr, the attorney general. Yeah, like was, yeah. specifically William Barr. So people found out they're Bureau of Prison sort teams. And um, what is a Bureau of Prison sort team? It's like, for a federal prison, it's like the SWAT team. And what do you think a SWAT team for a prison would be like? Would it be like guys who are too fat and competent <laughs> to be tier one operators but want that branding? And you would be right. Let's get into it. <laughs> Okay, so apparently, uh, like th- this is from an, uh, the office of the inspector general at, at, at one of the one of the prisons that, the front like the of the set this sort team. They did like a a sort of mock training exercise in which other employees of the prison like pr- like had to like uh, like as part of an exercise like barricaded themselves in a room or something, and it was like this sort of like mock exercise that wouldn't you know it. The sort team took way too fucking seriously. I'm reading here under this is quote. This is the official Office of the Inspector General report under the the, the subhead the issue. It says here the OIG identified concerns in connection with two sort mock exercises last year in which BOP staff members sustained injuries <laughs> during the first sort mock exercise. The sort deployed two flashbang type munitions to enter the location of the exercise. Again, this is just like a rehearsal where you're supposed to pretend it's something, and they, they they threw flashbang grenades into a fucking room filled with other prison employees who were just like, oh no, they were, this is just a game. We're pretending this isn't fucking real. The second munition hit a staff member role player and detonated, causing significant injury, requiring surgery and ongoing treatment for that staff member. The BOP subsequently determined that the particular flashbang deployed during the exercise was not an authorized distraction device munition listed in the manual. <laughs> Accordingly, the BOPD has, BOP has now issued guidance prohibiting the use of this device. Okay, in connection with the second sort mock exercise, BOPD administrative staff members who were allegedly not involved in the exercise secured themselves in a business office shortly after the exercise began. These uninvolved staff members included employees on restricted duty due to medical conditions. During the exercise, sort members allegedly demanded the the door to the room where the uninvolved staff were located to be open, attempted to breach the room using a crowbar, sprayed OC, which is an aerosolized capsation, it's pepper spray, into the room without obtaining authorization, entered the room and fired a simunition round that struck a staff member in the chest. In addition, <laughs> there allegedly was a physical altercation, including pushing and shoving between sort uh, members and the uninvolved staff members. Some of these events allegedly occurred after the uninvolved staff members allegedly yelled that they were out of role and allegedly informed sort that staff members in the room had <laughs> medical conditions. Also, this is the greatest story ever told. Just like... <laughs> Getting my own flashbang from out of work premises, like bringing my own that I made at home with my like brother in law, bringing it to work and throwing it at like a fucking diabetic <laughs> bureaucrat piece of shit. Open up, bitch! <laughs> rolling, kicking in the bathroom, and just pistol whipping somebody with an MP5 while they're kicking his shit. <laughs> It rules. What if you made a SWAT team out of exclusively Seth Rogen from Observe and Report? <laughs> yes. 
I just thought. Uh, so awesome. Uh, I, I, feel like I, I think you had the thought, but just like the idea of them like. It's just like the other people who's like have a heart condition and they're like infirm or like you know hiding in the the office lunchroom again to protect themselves from a fake like mock exercise and then the bio, like the, the the sort team kicking in the door and like they do a breach and instead of like going single file into the room to clear it they all try to go through the door at the same time and get stuck like the three stooges <laughs> and then they just start pepper spraying each other to get out it's so funny like. These, there's just some like a room full of just like guys whose body is 50% polo shirt. Just these sentient guts in the other room who are like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so can we, can we, how, how can we increase pr- production of masks at prisons? Like just soulless, awful, like Bureau of Prisons people, just pieces of shit. Uh, just the scum that fills up most of Maryland. They're just sitting around talking about like, ah, the, the new girl on Criminal Minds is kind of a looker. <laughs> and then just like you hear outside the hallway, y'all ready for this? Comes in and beats the shit out of them, just demolishing them with the butt of an M4 SOP mod. There's so many attachments on it, it can't fucking fire. <laughs> trying to drop shot and slide tackle like he's in Call of Duty. This is the great. This is so cool. Uh, this owns. I, do we, do we, I love uh, that we doing John like, Woo style somersaults <laughs> into the room, but getting stuck halfway. <laughs> yeah, like just yeah. Kicking, just kicking some silver sprigs, fucking grilling dad's arm into a vending machine. <laughs> he has it. He has the tab logo permanently imprinted on his forearm. Oh, this uh, is so. This fucking owns. Well, dude. yeah, that that story is fucking hilarious, but it is not the only one. And I guess like another theme for for this week have been uh, cops all over the country have been shitting out their doo-doo asses and then bragging to everyone about it in like in some bid for sympathy like right here in new york uh, there was of course the shake shack incident happened this week where three nypd officers got got a a little treat at at you know one of new york's you know one of our famous uh, shake shack locations and then had uh horrible diarrhea they were just it was just they were just pissing out of their asses and then immediately like the uh like the sergeant's benevolence uh, administration, you know, one of these like the SBA or one of these like pseudo cop advocacy groups uh, just immediately issued a press release being like, our officers are being poisoned by Shake Shack. They're having diarrhea. They're, they can't stop shitting. This is an attack on our, <laughs> our officers. <laughs> and then they like, they put bleach in the fucking milkshakes or something, but like they, they, they had a tummy ache. The cops had a tummy ache, and then of course it turned out that um, no such thing actually happened, and they and they weren't poisoned. And then of course, the egg McMuffin lady—that was a that was a gem. Uh, just a woman sitting in her car and crying because uh, like a drive-through fucked up her order. And what was so yeah, incredible? Assumed- that woman's not even a cop. Yeah, no, That's yeah, she, apparently, yeah. No, like, I- was she just dressed as a cop? I know, like the Richmond Police Department says she doesn't work for them, but is she is she part of another law enforcement agency, or is she just literally a woman who dresses up as a cop at, to, to for, for I, clout on a, a forward camera, forward facing camera car video? I think she's the most important type of American, the type of American we should protect. A pure crank. <laughs> but what, I, what I loved the, about the, the egg McMuffin lady, though, was like it was just basically like they took too long to make her order, and then she just like. At no point did she ever say that her food was like uh, 
you know, fucked with in any way, like with cum or piss or shit or poison or whatever. It was just she thought that they might be doing that and started crying, thinking about what might happen to her fast food order. Well, I mean, it's about to because this has always been true that cops are always at risk of a, of a uh, especially a fast food employee fucking with their food. I mean, that's the fuck that is the small price you pay for getting to kill anyone you want is that a fucking minimum wage employee might sprinkle some pubes on your McDouble. And but now they kind of can't stop thinking. They've usually been able to keep it at the back of their head and still enjoy their food. But now now they can't even. They're just it's too there. It's like they're definitely putting pubes on my burger. And it's like, yes, they are. They absolutely are. Stop being a cop. If you don't, if you want, if you want your burger to not be contaminated, don't swagger in there in your fucking Kevlar vest, looking like a fucking murderous Michelin man. Uh, it's like Nikki Santoro's brother in Casino, where yeah. he just like cocks a loogie right, and that's a piece you know of they shit. Edited, yeah. At least until recently, they edited that part out of TV versions of goes, Casino. Uh, goes, that is the most offensive thing in Casino. Yeah, he just he snorts and just gobs a fucking lung into that like their their Italian sub, and then he just like. He wraps it up and then like hands it to the the, the LVPD and he goes, "Hey, there, there you go, boys. Enjoy your sandwiches. Have a good night, you piece of shit, <laughs> you motherfucker." I love like I, that's my favorite Scorsese movie. It, it, I like it better than Goodfellas same, by a little bit. Same, same. But it's like it's like one of the most sordid, like depressing movies. Like everyone in it is just purely awful. Yeah. But the idea that that's like the thing that can't be on TV. <laughs> Like you can't show you can't give people the idea who, who like maybe who work at a restaurant. Hey, you could do that. Yeah. No, now that I think about it, you absolutely can. They'll never know. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing, though. The the the, the Shake Shack diarrhea incident is really just a, a, a new entry in what is a long line of for quite some time now a kind of a cold to getting warmer war happening between cops. And service employees in the fast food industry, because like other than the people that they, you know, uh, kill, uh, I would say cops, they're most of their interactions with civilians are like the people that they're ordering uh, like a, a yeah, like a spicy chicken sandwich from. And like they like the service employees are really kind of on the front lines for in a lot of ways of dealing with uh, the fucking police. And yeah. now it's like police is like their persecution complex is so intense. That, like they're it's just like I, I think it's like they know how shitty they are. And they know that, like, if I was a civilian, I would hate cops, too. So their biggest fear is just a world where people are just beginning to publicly acknowledge that no one likes them. Yes. So, like, they're, they're, they're yeah. fearing this imaginary retribution that they know that they would do to themselves if they had to deal with them every fucking day. So they're just, like, imagining, again, everyone is trying to poison their fucking milkshakes. And, um, okay, so our uh, good friend of the show, Libby Watson, actually wrote up a very good summary of the cops versus um, fast food employees uh, uh, conflict that is uh, simmering throughout the nation here for the New Republic. And I just want to read a little bit from it because it is a very good summary. So she writes here, in a, uh, in a since-deleted tweet, the NYC Police Benevolent Association claimed that the that bleach had been placed in the officer's milky treats and went on to decry how far, how far society has fallen. When NYC police officers cannot even take a meal without coming under attack, it is clear that it is clear that environment in which we work has deteriorated to a critical level. The Detectives Endowment Association, meanwhile, issued an urgent safety message complete with siren emojis, warning that three of our brothers in blue were intentionally poisoned at the burger joint and that police are under attack by vicious criminals who dislike us simply because of the uniform we wear. The unions later had to walk back these statements when an investigation 
information revealed that the presence of cleaning fluid in the milkshakes was an innocent mistake, though not before Shake Shack issued a statement saying it was horrified by the report of injured officers. But this again, like there's a long there's a long litany of these types of things. Uh, Libby continues. Last year, a police officer in Kansas resigned after writing fucking pig on his own McDonald's cup and sending it to the police police chief who posted it on Facebook as an example of the horrifying cop bias spreading throughout the nation. This one, this next one is my absolute personal favorite. In July 2019, a cop accused a McDonald's employee of taking a bite out of his McChicken as an anti-cop statement. He later admitted he, quote, forgot that he had already taken a couple of sneaky pre-bites before putting it away for later. (laughs) Oh, my. That one, I think think I've seen that one before. My brain, like, I couldn't accept it. Uh, someone, Someone has tactically intervened with my sandwich. Uh, off, officer down, officer down. <laughs> there's, there's been a kinetic intrusion into my chicken style scenario. <laughs> I just love the idea of like, uh, just, just like having like a, a furtive little nibble of your sandwich and then just like wrapping it up. We'll save that for later. There's nothing better than a fast food. There's nothing better than a fast food sandwich that you take one bite out of and you're like, oh, this will be better later. Oh God, it's so <laughs> McDonald's. It's so good in the microwave. Oh yeah, or cold even. Honestly, yeah. cold McDonald's is better sometimes. Fast food chicken should always be dry aged in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. The next this next one is really good too. In 2017, a police officer complained of feeling strange or ill after sipping a drink from Subway and performed an unreal an ion scanner test to screen for meth, which came back positive. <laughs> the 18-year-old employee on duty was arrested. It later turned out the test result was wrong and the kid was innocent, but not before a local media segment on the allegation had aired. Again, I love it. All these fucking guys do is they sit in a car for like eight hours a day and eat fast food. And then like they, uh, you know, we well know, thanks to our, you know, our, our friend and co-host, what Subway does to a tummy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if, it, it, like yeah, it, it, yeah. has Virgil being dosed with meth all these years at his local Subway? I mean, honestly, probably. But Virgil should do videos like this where he's claiming to constantly be poisoned. I mean, the <laughs> fact that he doesn't shows that he's still a better person than a cop. Like he's uh, he's constantly having diarrhea and constantly eating fast food, and you know he hasn't done a video saying that he's being targeted. <laughs> I mean, at a certain point, it's like you gotta ha- you gotta make you gotta pick your battles, and if you're gonna go into fast food restaurants, literally in the uniform of state oppression, basically wearing a giant sandwich board that says "I am an asshole who can murder you," and then have people who work. At jobs where if they got fired, it's probably not the end of the world, at least some of them, because it's a minimum wage gig that they could probably get another one of. And maybe they don't have that much to lose. You're going to get some jizz in your fucking food. You're going to get some pubes. You're going to get some spit because you're wearing the fucking sandwich board that says you're a murdering asshole. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Everyone who works at that place, like chances are like someone wearing your outfit fucking ruined their lives. Yes, absolutely. Like very high chance, like you don't. Yeah, like here's a chance said. to take get revenge without them ever knowing. Oh God, yeah. who would ever not want to do that? The false claims are interesting though, because Matt, I remember something you said about a lot of the zombie craze was this internalized guilt 
by white suburbanites who know that their ill-gotten gains to the world aren't right and know that they deserve they deserve to have it taken from them and they're fantasizing about the day where they fight off yeah. those taking it back from them who they generalize as like non-white zombies yeah I think this is sort of a similar thing where it's like this is like Macbeth's jizzy burger. Yes, yeah. <laughs> where it's like they're constantly cleaning the imaginary jizz out of the burger because, yeah, like Will said, they know they deserve it. That's the very least they have coming to them. But also, I mean, like the through line there is fucking dumb, fat fucking cops who, like, like I said, they they sit in a car most of the fucking of the day in their job and only eat fast food. And they're like, oh, my digestive system feels ill. I feel, I feel icky. My tummy hurts. It's not just because I've been, you know, I just ate, I just drank a gallon of ice cream and milk, or I only eat slop and shit from a drive-in. Like, oh, my tummy hurts. It must be because someone put fentanyl in it, or fucking <laughs> is trying to poison me because I'm a fucking cop. But like, also like the, the McMuffin lady. One of the most common universal experiences is having a drive-through or fast food place fuck up your order in some way. Not a big deal. It happens to everyone. But, like, th- th- to elevate that to the level of fucking just this Baroque fantasy of fucking victimization that these people indulge in is just, it's so bitch made. It is so fucking funny how, with like, the, the regard with which these cops hold themselves in. And I think they do it because they know that their job isn't very dangerous or hard. Oh, yeah. And, like, but they, but, they, but they demand, just like, they demand to be treated like soldiers coming back from war, which is like, you know, you know how I feel about that in general, but at least at least they you know they came back from a fucking war. Whereas like like I said, most of these cops are just eating fast food all day. It is like that is the thing. Like they're them having indigestion. I mean, like I can't imagine how you get indigestion. Yeah, eating Arby's for four meals a day and doing Anabar. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, let's not forget that a lot of these guys are expli- aren't even uh, gaslighting themselves. They're just lying. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah like, that's also a huge part of it. Like, hey, I, I would like to get some attention, please. Somebody did this to me. Or, oh, no, I shit my pants because I'm drunk off my ass at fucking work. Uh, they poisoned me. <laughs> okay. Because cops <laughs> love lying about things. It's their favorite thing to do. And here's another thread to this. Like, the, the poisoned milkshakes. Earlier this week, the, uh, the NYPD, uh, they, okay, like, they, they tweeted out some, like, uh, they, they tweeted out photos of what they described as buckets of concrete disguised as ice cream that have been mm. sati- strategically placed by protesters to be like picked up and hurled at them. <laughs> and then like apparently the photos that they shared on their social media like like had were obviously like concrete sample mixes and then like people pointed out why quote why would ice cream containers have a caution hot warning on like the little <laughs> container uh and uh, continuing columbus ohio police tweeted a picture of a scary antifa bus which they claim was full of riot equipment like clubs the bus turned out to belong to traveling street performers and the clubs were juggling clubs but, i mean matt felix We'll keep it between us, but I think we know who's responsible for the, for the, for the, for the, for the clubs, for the juggling clubs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The scourge. Yeah, yeah, the scourge no. of police everywhere. Tell your sons this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what, what I was saying is, like, okay, like the, the poison milkshake, uh, the co- concrete described, the disguised as ice cream, like milkshaking. There really does seem to be a, a through line in these ra- reactionary like mythologies of uh, imagined totally fabricated persecution and milkshakes remember that andy go asshole who was like oh i got brain damage because some concrete milkshake was poured on me like it, it just it seems to me like it's um 
it, it, it's like a game of telephone or someone has like somewhere on Facebook and like where cops talk to each other or like all these like right wing horseshit out there like milkshakes have become a thing and everyone just sort of picks up and runs with like the original story and elaborates it on in some way where it's like it's, it's the cookie cutter it's just there's something about these assholes and being afraid of milkshakes that is is, is very strange because like it doesn't make sense Co- like concrete disguised as a milkshake or using ice cream to hide some like a poison or razor blades or some shit like that it's just it's all too just so it just seems obviously like it's a game of telephone and everyone is elaborating a little bit on a story they heard from someone else and they're like oh well this is the thing that's happening now oh i guess that happened to me well also there's the fact that the milkshake is of course a a totem of mid-century american wholesomeness which has now been taken from us like much of our patronage uh by by the the mud-blooded hordes and that we must fight them so like Speaking of apocryphal bullshit that um, spreads on Facebook and Nextdoor and shit like that, uh, another big thing that's been happening certainly since uh, these protests have started have been these uh, tall tales, the sort of flashlight under the chin, campfire style, scary stories that are spreading around uh, small towns that, uh, you know, uh, quite impressively in towns of like, you know, 2,000 people, two, 3,000 people that are like 98% white have been turning out fairly impressive um, Black Lives Matter protests or uh, to you know, solidarity with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and other people killed by the police. And because of that, like these sort of like viral stories about like that George Soros is sponsoring busloads full of Antifa terrorists to come to these towns and like destroy their businesses and kill people um, is, is another huge thing that both the police and local wannabe police are really they, they love juicing themselves thinking about this. So I just want to read uh, one example here from the NBC News account of headline in Klamath Falls, Oregon, victory declared over Antifa, which never showed up. So I just want to read here re- briefly. Uh, rumors of marauding Antifa buses have popped up on local social media networks all across the country, sometimes leading to direct dangerous action by locals and police departments. In Forks, Washington, Locals felled trees with chainsaws to block a road, fearing that a bus filled with Antifa was headed to town. According to the Peninsula Daily News, the bus was occupied by a multiracial family of four heading home from a campsite. It was eventually surrounded by seven or eight carloads of people in the grocery store parking lot. Forks residents were warned of the Antifa invaders by a local gun dealer's viral video on Facebook. Police and 911 dispatches in South Bend, Indiana, were inundated with calls of, quote, busloads of people coming in from the toll road. One tweet posted by several different brand new accounts used identical language warned, and warning South Bend residents to be in by nine and lock your doors. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot described a concerned, concerted effort out there to misinform after the city's police scanner repeatedly warned of Antifa buses on their way into town in pro, amid protests Saturday night. NBC News reviewed similar warnings and posts of panic in local apps like Nextdoor and Facebook groups from all throughout the country this week. Friends in the NYPD warned of Antifa being sent to the suburbs. In one post in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, a Facebook group implored residents to protect yourselves, your family, and your businesses from, quote, a serious rumor about a group organizing to riot and loot. 
I mean, I, this is all very funny to, to think about because of what obvious bullshit it is and the fact that like none of these busloads of people ever show up. And then, of course, the fact that they don't show up is evidence of that. Like, well, the fact that that's because of me and my friends in our triple XL tactical gear showed up and scared them off. So they didn't even try to come. But I mean, it's just it's funny. But I, I, I really worry that this kind of shit is eventually going to get innocent people killed. I mean, if not already having done so and like. As I mentioned, like I, I've just been thinking so much about our our interview with Vincent Bevins, Matt, and like the the, the detail about like these the similarly like idiotic sounding rumors that like a like a group of communist witches were like castrating soldiers. Yeah, was, like the kind of inciting incident that you know led to a genocide that killed over a, a million people. Yeah, and but I just, the thing I just, is, I, our people aren't going anywhere. I mean, the fact that these people are winding themselves up that they're coming to them is just proof that everyone is too fat and lazy to do the civil war they want to do. I mean, this is the perfect chance. It's, 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 it's a race war in the streets in their minds. But they're like, ah, there's a lot of tolls. Fuck that. I'm going to wait in front of my fucking house for them to show up because I'm too fucking lazy to do anything else and, and scared uh, because, it's, because having a gun and fantasizing about shooting people is a lot different than actually doing it. And while there have been a few guys who've clearly like taken the message and have been running around being like maniacs the vast majority of these people are just going to stay in their suburb and wait for fucking people to come and shoot them uh and so that they could shoot back and that that's the, the entire the re- a revolution could happen and they'll be waiting in front of their fucking houses no but like reading these stories and thinking about the guys like the counter protesters who show up with you know the, their their long guns and their their tack gear and shit uh, felix mentioned it earlier but it really does bring to mind like the walking dead is one of the er reactionary texts of our time of like of that fantasy of like, yeah, suburban life threatened by these sort of like unhuman bodies or like these, these, yeah, the, the, the undead or like these, this mass of like other out there. And it's just you and your little like wall, your little community that is, that is beset on all sides by this, like this horde, this menace that you a fucking like a a a, a talentless dipshit uh, who is just wealthy enough to buy a whole shitload of guns is going to protect, or you're going to be like fucking Rick, and you know protect hearth and kin and home from an an imaginary threat. And uh, like I said, it's 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 funny, but also disturbing to think of like where this could lead. Uh, I mean, I guess we are, uh, Matt. I think maybe, maybe I, I, I my optimism is is located in the fact that. Generally, Americans are, are, are too lazy to, to, to do shit for most of this shit, most of the worst shit I can think of. Yeah, the vast majority of the worst people in this country are also the most uh, unhealthy and craven because those are the, those are the traits that we cultivate. So he, they, they usually come as a pack. So you, you've got just people who not only are too scared and lazy to leave their house, but don't even have the imagination to, to, to put together anything other than a very simple fantasy of someone coming to their door in a in a in a in an antifa uh, uniform, uh, so that they could just shoot them from their fucking uh, from their deck chair. <laughs> I I do like the story about people chainsawing down trees to block the road. That, I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty that's good. The communities can come together like that. <laughs> it's like uh, like the Red Army in World War II did this technique where like they would fell every other tree in a certain pattern which made it impossible for tanks to like advance because like they would just keep picking up felled trees and after three or four of them they would be essentially immobilized 
it's, it's a pretty interesting tactic of war that I, I'm sure these people are aware of and ho- hoping to replicate. When the person ahead of you drops their uh, quesarito kicking dippers, you pick them up. Absolutely. Okay, uh, Chris, I just sent a link to the Signal chat. Uh, it, it's a Joe Biden clip. It's, it's a short one, but I think it's worth playing for Felix if he hasn't seen it yet. Because once again, he seems to be creating these things and manifesting them into reality. I, just to set this up, you know, you can't see the video here, but this is Joe Biden at a table talking to some some voters, and he's wearing a uh, he's wearing a protective mask, but it's 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 not covering his nose; it's just covering his mouth. Very funny to look at. In time, when you think about her, as time goes by, you're going to smile before you cry. That's right. That's, we make a lot of jokes about it. That's that's when you know you're going to make it. It'll work. Mm-hmm. And the other thing we have in common is. I tell everybody you ought to marry into a family with five or more sisters. No. My wife has four sisters. You have five. Yeah. You know why that's the reason? Why? One of them always loves you. Not the same one. (laughs) You always have one ally. (laughs) So that's why I recommend every man marry into a family of five or more sisters. I love. Okay, I love this. It's actually kind of sweet. I kind of like it. No, I no, I love this. I love this. A, because the couple he's giving advice to, they're also like 70. Yeah. He's like, listen, man, as long as you cry when you think about her, you're going to make it. Marriage will last. And they're, it's like they look like they've been married for 50 years. But also, like, is Joe Biden just going around to picnic tables around the country to audiences of two people and giving them, like, parables from 1943? I want to like I want to go to that. That shit sounds fucking great. I love his advice to all the young nesters out there though. It's like, yeah. you know, wife material, you got to find a woman with five sisters. <laughs> and at least one one of them will always like you. It may not be your wife, but you'll have one sister that's always in your corner. <laughs> he's yeah. He's going to win. Oh yeah. He's absolutely going to win. I called it. I will be I'm going to be the fucking Robert Caro of the Biden presidency. <laughs> Oh, this is what you were born for, Felix. This is what you were born for, Felix. Well, I loved those books as a kid, and now I get to write my own. <laughs> Only you loved like love the Robert Caro LBJ books as a kid, Felix. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you can ask well, my mom go. and brother and sister. I, no, I, I fucking read all of them. I love them. Like when I was in eighth grade and uh, freshman year of high school, I read all those books. Now I'm illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> Got it all done early. Well, yeah, you started strong, and then it was like, yeah, if it tapers off, yeah, whatever. You've already reached out, the, I was, yeah. Yeah, I was too good at reading. I know that it sucks. <laughs> you think I got any pussy after reading that shit? No. Uh, it still looked bad. Nobody wants... None of these girls want to know about Richard Russell? What the fuck? I, man, the stuff about the MacArthur hearings was awesome, and it got me zero poon. Zero. None. Not a zilch. Uh, but... I did get I did do get a lot of reading done, but Joe's gonna win. I called it in 2018. You did. Was Honestly, I wrong you did. for a year straight after that? Perhaps. <laughs> Was I right then? Yes. Yeah, Joe's. You've Joe's seen the future. Win. Then you tried to convince yourself that your vision was fraudulent, but no, it was real. I I stand by that because it's like when it wouldn't be good to like after Bernie won Nevada to be like, yeah, Joe's gonna win. You don't get anything for being right. Nope. Except for so, Goop. Except for except for Goop and Sliz. I'm done with Goop. I also have done enough of that. <laughs> done with. I, I I thought books were the answer. They weren't. I thought Goop was the answer. It wasn't. Now we're finding the next thing. No, Onward. The, the, Blue no. Ultra, the national motto 
of the Spanish Empire, Pluto Ultra, always forward. Well, I mean, the next Pass thing, Felix. Like, in words. <laughs> the, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, uh, books, uh, sexual relationships. That shit's played out. It's done. There's nothing. I'm there's nothing left there. You, you've you've reached the summit for Alexander Webb when he looked upon the breadth of his empire. For there was no nothing was left like, to conquer. Damn, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Felix, to bring it all full circle, the next thing for you is adopting a nester. Is adopting yeah. a 25 year old who you can like you know mentor in, in in you know in video games or whatever, or just oh, who, lives, who just lives with you. You thought my replies were bad before. There are going to be adoption applications in there. But, I mean, think about it, Felix. Like, the one thing you can't buy with all your podcast lucre is the uh, hand-eye coordination of a 20-year-old. Oh, That's right. true. You That's could, actually you could, very You could coach some young nephew to prominence and glory in esports. E- yeah, if he was someone like a Braxton Swag Pierce. <laughs> is that a real uh, person? He's so good, Matt. <laughs> Braxton, Braxton Swag Pierce is like perfect. He's he sounds perfect exactly player. like my kind of gentleman. He's great. <laughs> Braxton, I heard Braxton say the phrase "all that jazz" on stream the other day, and I <laughs> skipped reality planes. But he's so fucking good. He was um he was an incredible Counter Strike player who got banned because he participated in a match thro- match throwing scheme. Oh my god, he's like somebody yeah. from a fifties uh, movie about a yeah, boxer. Yeah, he's like Bad Jake LaMotta. Yeah. Yeah, he is LaMotta. He's the LaMotta of Counter-Strike. <laughs> hey, uh, I was trying to come up with a joke with you fuck my wife, but, you know, no gamers have wives or fuck, so I don't... <laughs> Actually, don't Shroud, Shroud, Shroud uh, has a girlfriend that looks exactly like him. <laughs> okay. Uh, but she's pretty cute. He just has, like, one of those faces that would be, like, cute as a woman's or, like, decent as a man's. Before we, get too, before we get too far away, if too far afield here, I want to just, again, tie it all up in a bow, bring it back 100% full circle. I have just looked at Matt Gatz's Twitter bio, which reads as follows. Florida man proudly serving the first district in Congress. Quote, he's a machine, handsome and going places, says at real Donald Trump. Hashtag open gates. <laughs> he's a machine. He'll be the next president. He's He'll handsome be the next and president. going after Joe Biden, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I do love the Trump thing where he just like sees just like an ugly mound of flesh that's like their heads vaguely shaped like a square. And he's like, handsome guy. <laughs> this dude, it looks like uh, a a Seth MacFarlane mask that's been in the dryer for too long. Uh, well, there we go. Uh, mm. Proudly serving Florida's first district in, you know, in the seat once held by well-known psycho Joe Scarborough. So things are improving. Things are getting better. Yeah, and think about who's there, coming after there, him. There is a different, better kind of alleged murderer representing Florida's first district. Who has and after Gats becomes president, the, that seat will be taken by a SoundCloud rapper with Marge Simpson's haircut. <laughs> then, oh, then Hunter, then the Hunter, the Hunter years. Oh hell yes. Then after oh, Hunter, after Hunter, uh, Mecca Baron. Yes, Baron. After he's been subsumed by the singularity, yeah, yeah, like the guy in uh, Hellraiser two, just like held yeah. up by tentacles and and uh, biomechanical tubes. And then after Mecha Baron, then we just get to live in Fallout, and those will be our, our golden years. Yeah, we get to actually live in a video game. Yeah, the dream that all of us have been pursuing, consciously and consciously, our entire lives. But then the king of Fallout will be Braxton Swagpierce. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. 
There we go, folks. Uh, that does it for this episode. Uh, I'll just sum it up by saying, I've seen the future, brother. It is Nestor. <laughs> Till next time, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.